Welcome to $100 Plus Mileage. This is the podcast about the roughly 1,000 bills that work their way through the New Hampshire legislature each year. Some get sent off to study committees, others progress all the way to the governor's desk. Some dominate the headlines, others go practically unnoticed. We're here to tell you about those lesser known bills, their pros and cons, and talk about how they could impact you. I'm Mike Dunbar, content editor for Citizens Count. And I'm Anna Brown, director of research and analysis for Citizens Count. In 2018, California passed the Cruelty-Free Cosmetics Act, which banned the sale of animal-tested cosmetics. Since then, eight other states have followed suit, including our neighbor Maine, as well as 41 foreign countries. Now, New Hampshire is considering SB202, a bill that would ban cosmetic manufacturers who employ animal testing from selling their products in the Granite State. Okay, so hopefully half our audience hasn't just tuned out because they think that they don't use cosmetics. What do we mean when we use that word? The word cosmetics encompasses a wide range of products applied to your body to promote beauty or cleanliness. So we're talking about perfumes, moisturizers, makeup, hair products, and more. So while the Food and Drug Administration does not specifically require cosmetics manufacturers to test their products on animals, companies sometimes choose to do it to really prove that this is a safe product or ingredient for humans. Okay, sure. So what animals typically get used in these tests? I've seen those sad photos of bunnies with makeup on and stuff like that. Animals commonly used in cosmetic testing would include rabbits, mice, guinea pigs, and rats. Tests may involve dripping ingredients into the eyes of animals to determine the level of irritation the chemical causes, force-feeding the ingredient to see if ingesting the ingredient causes illness, and even lethal dose tests to determine how much of the ingredient it would take to cause death. Animals are sometimes killed after these tests are completed. Mm, All right. Well, so what would SB202 do to address this issue? SB202 states that no manufacturer may sell cosmetics that were made using animal testing performed after January 1st, 2023. So it would be animal testing in 2023 forward. This would not impact makeup that was developed using animal testing in decades prior. This would just stop companies who continue to test on animals and they wouldn't be able to sell these new products. So the word cosmetics in this case applies to beauty and cleansing products that are applied to the body, but... The bill does explicitly exclude soap. All right. Well, that answers my biggest question, which is if New Hampshire's makeup shelves would suddenly be bare, are there any other details or caveats we should know about? There are some other exceptions written to the bill. So, for example, if there is no non-animal alternative method available, there are limited circumstances where animal-tested products could still be allowed if there were specific human health concerns. The Senate Commerce Committee also added language to hold New Hampshire cosmetic retailers largely harmless. So it would be manufacturers who could be charged with a violation, not retailers or consumers. I'm sure that's a relief for some small business owners who may not have a way to track all of their products and how they were developed. What happens if a manufacturer violates this law? They could be fined up to $5,000 for the first day of the violation and receive an additional fine of $1,000 for each day they continue to sell the animal-tested product. All right. Well, that would add up fast for sure. Okay, so let's talk about pros and cons then. At the Senate Commerce Committee hearing for this bill, Senator David Waters, who is one of the people sponsoring this bill, and a representative of the Humane Society of the United States spoke in favor of the legislation. They argued that animal testing is not only cruel, it is often unreliable in terms of being a predictor of human biological responses. Plus, modern technology has made it possible to more accurately determine the safety of cosmetics without the use of animals. This includes human cell-based tests and sophisticated computer models. 
Yeah, when I did a little bit of Googling, there's some really cool stuff about basically like fake human skin almost and the way they can model this stuff. Hmm. And I think that no one likes the idea of using animals when it's it's not really necessary. And let's also note, there are thousands of cosmetic ingredients that are already known to be safe. They already went through testing in decades past, and manufacturers can just use these ingredients. They don't need to test new stuff on animals. Right. And uh, while no one spoke in opposition to the bill at the Senate hearing, there are still reasons one might oppose the legislation. For one, some might argue that consumers are already making it clear that cruelty-free products are more desirable, and therefore the state just doesn't need to impose red tape on companies. There's also a bill at the federal level to ban animal testing. That's called the Humane Cosmetics Act. Some state legislators may prefer to wait for federal action to ban animal testing rather than create a patchwork of different legislation on in different states. All right, Anna, how can people get involved with this bill if they have an opinion about it? SB 202 was given a thumbs up in the Senate and is now being considered by the House Commerce and Consumer Affairs Committee. If you'd like to make your voice heard on this bill, you will have an opportunity to testify at the public hearing on April 13th. You can also reach out to your representatives and express your opinion. To get started, visit our website, citizenscount.org, to track the bill and learn who represents you in the State House of Representatives. Wonderful. Well, that means that it's everyone's favorite time of the week. It's time for Only in New Hampshire. What wacky New Hampshire trivia do you have for us today, Anna? Well, did you know there is a Fish and Game Department reimbursement program for bear damage to agricultural products and livestock? So yes, not. if you have been if you have been terrorized by a bear who's eaten your corn, there's a law <laughs> that says if a person suffers loss or damage to livestock, bees, orchards, or growing crops by bear, or mountain lion, by the way, okay. they may receive compensation from the state. It's been on the book since 1895. And I read an interview with one farmer who said that bears can damage as much as three to four acres of their corn crops. And the corn is worth $800 to $1,000 per acre. And I learned about this program because there was a bill that started last year that was going to repeal this program. That bill didn't go through. According to the department, since 2011, annual damage payments have averaged about $27,000. They vary from like nine grand to 81 grand a year. One wonders what happened that year where the bears just went on a corn <laughs> rampage. So now you know. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, that if that's not only in New Hampshire, I don't know what is. Well, I will I will say small technicality. It's not technically only in New Hampshire because there there are similar compensation programs in some other states and Europe. And there. I actually found a, a, an article about Wisconsin's program, which reimburses claims for damage by deer, bear, turkey, goose, elk, sandhill cranes, and cougars. So much more diverse animals in that case. And the fun fact is geese caused the second most damage after deer. Hmm. It was like the geese, I was like, how, what are these geese doing? I don't, they're just, I mean, they're scary. I, I would personally like some personal compensation for some some geese events when I was at uh, an ice cream stand when I was a child, but I didn't have, own crops at the time, so I wouldn't be eligible anyway. Uh, alas, alas. Well, I think that about wraps up for today's episode, but you can find more information and episodes at citizenscount.org. We'd like to thank Franklin Pierce University for producing and the Granite State News Collaborative for hosting. Our theme music is composed by Mike Dunbar. And lastly, we thank you for giving us a listen and thinking about how you can be a part of what makes New Hampshire by the people, for the people.